Episode number three of Education Bros. Today, the conversation starts with a little love to our listeners, to the people that have been reaching out, a lot of them from our past. We really appreciate it. And then the conversation kind of leads itself into the stigmas of being a teacher or becoming a teacher and whether we're doing too much or not enough. We really appreciate the support and we hope you can follow us on Instagram at education underscore bros. Thanks for listening. All right, boys, back at it. Episode three. Um, I've already been learning lots about myself through our Education Bros podcast, and I can't believe how much I say the word you know. Embarrassing. (laughs) So I'm going to continue to try to work on that, get better. Um, But I think for me, at least, these conversations have at least been awesome to uh, restart some old conversations with other people that we haven't, you know, maybe spoken to in a long time. And, uh, I know that some of us have been experiencing that. I don't know if that's where we want to start the conversation today. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the uh, tech wizard in the group, but so many people have reached out to me, you know, calling me an Instagram star. And I said, well, I can still barely use Instagram, so I doubt I'm an Instagram star, but the word's getting out. People are getting feeds. I mean, we were we were laughing about how, and we were totally honest when we said we had, what, 11 listeners for the first week? Um, and we're well over 200, yes. right, Adam? Yeah, you want you want to hear the new analytics update? You are the analytics, guys. Yeah, yeah hit us. We, we have a 97% viewership from uh, Canada, 2% from the United States, <laughs> and 1% from other. So we're still working on that last country. Nice, and, and we have. I yeah, my my uncle's dad. Oh yeah, Poland, yeah, yeah. Right? We, got, we got one Polish <laughs> listener, and I think we got about uh, a total of two hundred and twenty-two views, and wow. and we had That's our sick. first um, uh, person reach out just to say they were a fan of the show. So I appreciate uh, all those little things more than you know because that kind of keeps us going, especially at the start here. So appreciate that. Well, what I thought was so awesome is that the people that are reaching out are a combination of um, people just getting into teaching. Like that fan that reached out is in teacher's college now and uh, found some of the stuff really insightful and interesting and wanted to hear more. And some of the people that connected with me have been teaching forever and were really interested. Some are just getting started and a bunch were not even teachers at all, but started to reach out with stories about, Hey, the, know a story when i was in school or i remember this time or you guys made me kind of recall this or the impact the teacher had or um so it's you know when we first started this you know we were like who's going to be our audience and what who's going to relate to us and then you know we started to talk Mm -hmm. behind the scenes that education affects everyone or has at some point in time either people have kids in school now or everyone had their experience on people you know, are actually educators, but even the ones that are not, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that affects everyone. I think that's the biggest thing with education is that everyone has a story within education. And that kind of brings me to our, to our Instagram is that we're looking for stories from education. You don't have to be a teacher. 
You could be, you know, from your, uh, your past as a student. If you have a funny or inspiring story, we want to hear it. We're going to be kind of following the method of uh, humans of New York for Instagram. So if you have a story, uh, reach out to us on Instagram. That'd be great. You didn't say you know once there. Well done, Adam. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I, I, I <laughs> yeah, think I yeah. did actually, and it's driving me insane. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, cool. Anyone, anyone else? Uh, yeah, ready? Anyone else? No, to reach out to you. You're right, man. It's been cool. Just, uh, I guess, uh, last week, the week before, we talked about sometimes you're changing schools and stuff, and uh, meet new people, which is the best, probably some of the best part of this job. But. Um, Sometimes you forget about the people that were in your life 5, 10, 15 years ago in, in education. And we're all so busy um, in the school, outside of the school, families. And then all of a sudden we do something like this. And the positive feedback, guys, has been awesome. It's been so cool. I'm, uh, I've talked to probably 20 people I haven't talked to in a, in a long time. And just spitting some ideas off of them. And every time I ask, they're always asking, when, when, when is it my time to be a guest? And stuff like that. So... I think that's the intention right from the start from all of us is just talk about education and uh, good, bad, and ugly. And it's been frustrating because, um, you know, as we're going to go on about the podcast about meeting new people and the excitement part of it, but during COVID now, it's been frustrating as well because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I sometimes get neighbors outside asking me if I'm on break again and, I'm, you know, are you working today? And it's like, you don't, nobody understands the true meaning of this job sometimes unless you actually do it and how frustrating, mentally exhausting it can right. be. So that's what I'm hoping that we can do each week when we get new guests on that we keep telling the story, people's stories, different stories, and maybe people will get a better understanding of what education's about and it can help them. I don't know. That's just my little thought. Yeah, man. On, on, the, on that note, uh, just talking to people about you know this online teaching, this podcast and whatever, I think a lot of people have almost gained more respect for teachers after having to, you know, homeschool their kids now, right? Uh, They've never seen before how much effort it takes to, you know, go into a lesson or whatnot, right? So, you know, on the flip side, I think, yeah, some people may envy us because we get to sit at home and teach from home, but they also don't see like a lot of the, you know, the background effort that we put in. So a lot of them are seeing that firsthand, right? So, hey man, and uh, Chris, I know you had a story about a uh, an old an old friend from your uh, childhood days reaching out or just kind of getting in touch with him. I think that's like a great story for the audience to hear. Yeah, just about self reflection. I um, I guess I don't know. I feel like all of us are kind of hard on ourselves as teachers and. I caught up with a friend through through this education bros and I haven't talked to him literally. I grew up with this guy in the in the neighborhood. Um you know, I haven't seen him in twenty, twenty five years and we touch base and he's asking me what we're doing and what I'm up to now and now he's figuring out what I'm up to and I'm telling him I'm a high school teacher and I, you had to have heard the conversation to understand. Like he he was so excited for me. He's like, You made it. He kept saying, You made it and like I'm I'm sitting there not realizing, you know, like how important of a job I really have sometimes because I caught up in the moment and the stresses of the job and trying to please everybody. And I'm like, yeah. And I bet you a lot of teachers out there feel the same way. And, and it's, um, I'm, I'm hoping that's the stories we get to hear is that we've made it and we are making a difference. And I think he, he couldn't stop because I, 
I'm going to tell everybody. I can't wait to tell everybody about it. And, and it's a different feeling from, like I said, about the neighbor that's telling me I'm on break again or another neighbor, uh, how's school today? Haha, <laughs> laughing kind of thing. And it's like, hey, we're all battling through this COVID. And, um, you know, with other, with our own kids and family and our job and, and getting students uh, engaged in the mental, physical, emotional aspect of it. And it's like, hey, we appreciate mm-hmm. it. We're doing some good things that we're trying our best. And, and uh, it's a great job. And I sometimes have to look in the mirror and realize that. And sometimes I, I don't know, maybe I'm taking the job for granted. So, yeah, it was great. I'm glad you asked. It was great talking to that friend. And I'm, hopefully we touch base. And after COVID, I maybe have a coffee with him. Apparently doesn't drink, he tells me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do think it's important, like, with, like, the four of us, because we all have similar mindsets in the sense that sometimes I'm always looking for more. And I have my buddies and friends of mine mm-hmm. who, are, or, you know, have amazing jobs. They get paid well. They have this power status or they drive a nice car. And sometimes I think, should I be doing more with my life? Because it always comes down to like that materialistic thing that I don't have. Right. And then I always think, wow, I'm so lucky. And when I get that right mindset, I think, wow, I'm so lucky that I get to do a job every day that I love. And I don't, a lot of my friends that, you know, they make a lot of money, they definitely don't have that job where they they love it to bring in the money yeah i mean when i when i was in uh university like i know some people like my daughter's already thinking about teaching as a career as a 14 year old when i was 14 you know if you would have told me i was going to be a teacher i would have told you you were you were crazy even in university i wasn't necessarily directed towards teaching and then there's always this kind of thought process out there that you know if you can't then you teach right Mm -hmm. But in my case, my story, I was in the Bachelor of Commerce program at U of T. I went into the honor specialist in um, economics area. So I did an extra year of my honor specialist. And I always had this dream of, of being on, on Bay Street, you know, and having, you know, the fancy car and having, you know, a bunch of assistants and, you know, the window overlooking all the buildings and making all that money. But when I got into my last year, into my honor specialist year, like my whole attitude changed because the same people that I went through university with that were collaborative at one point, all of a sudden it became cutthroat. Like when it became to that last year, when the big companies and the corporations were coming to interview us to try to get those careers on Bay street, all of a sudden people were like backstabbing each other. They were kind of withholding information. And then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, it doesn't matter how much money I make or what car I drive. That's not me. I can't ever make money at someone else's expense. And then, you know, to pay for university, I ran a bunch of day camps. I did some soccer coaching. And I, I love that part because everyone was working together to help kids. And I loved working with kids. And for me, that kind of came early. So I don't really have any regrets of what else I could be doing. Um, you know, the one thing I always wanted to do was be a sports broadcaster. And, you know, um, people always say I have a face for radio. So that would have been a pretty, pretty natural fit uh, for, for, for sure. But, you know, my... <laughs> I'm towards the end of my teaching career. Like I'm going to retire in, in, in four years and there's still things I can do. And I can take a lot of the skills that I learned in teaching. Right. I mean, I've always been interested in real estate, so I still don't know what the next chapter holds, but you know, for me, you know, I never regret that uh, decision. You know, they always say as a teacher, you know, you're never going to starve, but you're never going to be rich. But for me, like Adam said, just going to work and enjoying what you're doing and making a difference, helping kids like, 
we talk about people reaching out even before this, I can't tell you how many times I'll walk through a mall and someone will be like, Mr. Vital. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you may or may not recognize me. No, I'm jo- you helped me so much 15 years ago. Do you remember that time you told me this? And now, and I, like, and it just kind of, you know, hammers down the point of why mm. we do this. Right. And then I get back into my, you know, 10 year old n- Nissan Rogue and drive home, but it's all good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I'd like how you also kind of, you said in your final year, you decided to go into teaching. Same with me. My parents thought that I was going into uh, university to be a doctor or physiotherapist. And yeah, I, like last, uh, last year, literally, as I'm helping people study for uh, an exam, I'm like, it's kind of cool to see like light bulbs go off in people's heads. You know what I mean? That feeling when you get that kid gets oh, a yeah. aha moment. I was like, damn, that's pretty, I'm like, that's pretty sweet. So and that just started the ball rolling. And yeah, before I knew it, I, you know, all the planning I did to get into physiotherapy or whatever, that was just flipped on its head and, you know, it took an extra year, uh, teacher's college. And yeah, here I am. For me too. I really, I really love the positive feedback from parents as well, because, you know, like we said, I think right. in every episode, you know, there's good teachers and there's bad teachers. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Right. I mean, um, you know, my kids are in school as well, and I, I'd be lying to you if I wasn't shopping around for some good teachers in their schedule. And one of my friends that reached out, he's actually an administrator in our board, and he was like, who are these three guys that are doing it with you? They sound like awesome guys to work with. And I said, yeah, they're the type of guys that get involved and do a ton of stuff in the school, and they're the type that every kid wants them to be their teachers. They're the type that, you know, the kids are always in guidance saying, I want to be in that teacher's classroom. Right. And because of that, I think kind of within our community, I'd say, you know, I don't know if you guys would kind of agree. The feedback we get is actually one of gratitude from parents for what we're doing, whether it's, you know, spending those weekends and after hours coaching them or doing that extra, you know, going the extra mile in the classroom Mm -hmm. to deliver, you know, the, Mm -hmm. a better lesson than, you know, than we did the last time we taught that same thing. And when you talk about getting better at them, I look at getting better within my own profession, within my own career, right? Like just today I was updating my online course for next quad. And just when I thought my course is perfect, I'm like, you know what, when I did this assignment, the kids got it, but they didn't really get it. Was it them or was it me? Let me change this wording. Let me update this rubric. Let me get another exemplar so they can see. So yeah, you know, could we be doing better? You know, I'm always just trying to do better within my profession. Right. That's a great, that's a great point. I think at the end of the day, We've, we've kind of said this before, but you can fool an administrator to thinking you're a good teacher. You can fool like the secretary, you can fool other teachers, but you can't fool kids like kids. And I say that right. to my kids all the time. And I always do a little exit meetings at the end of a semester. And I just sit down with each of them for five minutes and just talk about how did it go? What could have went better? How could I have done better as a teacher? And I just did some of those today on uh, over our Google meet. And then I always, at the end, I always kind of, if the kid kind of needs this feedback, I'll always say, hey, just realize that every little thing you do adds up and that becomes like part of your brand. So if your name's Joey and, you know, I have this brand of Joey in my head and if he always shows up late and doesn't really care, like over time, I'm just going to kind of think that's Joey's brand. And I always like into like a Nike shoe. And if, if you get a Nike shoe and it blows out on you, like the Zion Williamson thing from a couple of years ago, and it blows out on you within 
uh, a week. Hmm. Are you going to keep buying Nike shoes? No, that brand is dead to you. So I think it's the same thing with kids and teachers. They, they kind of have that brand name recognition with teachers because those little things you do day in and day out, they don't like you can say it in an interview or you can like, you know, bullshit your way with other teachers. But kids get it and kids know when you care and you love your job. And so that's why I think I feel so lucky to do this job is because of that love piece, just feeling like I'm not really working. It's something that I really actually enjoy doing. And I think kids can uh, see that too. It's genuine. Like we actually love what we do. We don't have to fake it. Like you can only fake loving a job for so long. And I think, uh, you know, kids absolutely appreciate that. Like I, yeah, I love teaching and I think it comes across uh, in the lessons and the prep work and all that. Like, yeah. And as, you know, as Paulo mentioned before, like, I would like to think that we're four teachers that students would want on our schedule. I, I would hate to be at a point in my career when they look at my name and say, oh, shit, I have this biology teacher. You suck. <laughs> like, that would be, that, I hope I never get to that. That point, being right? said, that being said, there's always going to be students out there that are going to hate you too. Always the hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Man, at the beginning of teaching, tell me if you guys – thought the same thing i remember when i first started teaching like the most important thing for me was like i just want to be uh-huh. liked i just want them to like me i want to do so much just and then that kind of like slowly it's not that i don't care if i'm liked, but i'd rather a 10 times rather be respected than liked like if a student likes me that's great but what's more important for me is the respect uh, aspect oh yeah sure. i remember um back in my very first school twitter was really big and so the the kids would actually just have conversations on twitter and i remember searching my name on twitter and this kid would be like this fucking teacher ruined my life he called home and now and now and now and and now i'm grounded and i can't play hockey tonight and i was like oh shit he doesn't like me anymore and i was like i was like so devastated now i was like i don't give a fuck i don't care (laughs) like if you didn't do your work i'm gonna call you out like wake up that's the same that's the same kid now who would blame a police officer when he's speeding right it's like your fault you caught me like get that (laughs) yeah but that may be that may be the kid that you'll see in 10 years in that mall thanking you for that moment you know yeah oh it's funny like there's there's one kid um last week just randomly reached out and this kid in grade nine Oh my God, he was such a pain in the ass. And he'll, he'll admit that too. But like, as the years progressed, like I remember by grade 12, he's, you know, asking me about the Dodge Charger I bought. Uh, <laughs> so like we became, not became friends, but like, and truth be told, I had no idea what kind of engine it had or anything. So I just BS my way through that. But yeah, it's those kids, like even the ones who are, you give a hard time to, right? They end up appreciating it, but you just don't yes. know in the moment. In the moment, you just want to just grab the kid and, you know, yell at him. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Adam, you said you called home and, like, quote, unquote, ruined his life. He, he, he needed that, right? So that's where I kind of stopped caring whether or not students liked me. I just wanted to do a good job. And I think that job, this COVID know? has really helped the education because I sometimes would phone parents and i i was too busy worrying about them liking me and stuff and saying the right things and i always start positive but like my last few i don't i can't i don't know about you guys but have you guys noticed like last few times i've called parents they're on board with me and they're supporting me and sometimes i'm harsh Mm -hmm. i'm straight up i'd be realistic and say listen 
you know, what they're telling you, they're probably not, they're telling you what you want to hear. And then they're like, instead of like fighting against me, they're fighting with me. And it's like, finally, if you get that little piece of education at home, having to do a little homeschooling, you understand that mm-hmm. this isn't about us taking the summer mm-hmm. off and the Christmas holidays off. And yes, we do get that. And we're very blessed for that. But having said that, um, this education, you know, everybody thinks they can do it and sign up for it. And it's, I think special, the special teachers that are out there, we're doing it for the right reasons. And if you are involved, it's a busy job and it doesn't stop. And that's the best part about it. Whether you're in a mall, you're spending a half an hour talking to a student that graduated two years ago, it doesn't stop. And that's, I'm not complaining. That's the best part about this job. So no, I don't drive around with that Beamer. I know Adam thinks I drive around with a nice vehicle. Hey, you got a I sick car a sick though, car. man. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty <laughs> jealous of your car. The insides aren't very oh, nice, but the outside. Oh, nice. man. No, man. You got a sick. <laughs> I got a Civic, man. Chris <laughs> is the biggest hypocrite I've ever met in my life. This guy. <laughs> I don't care when, about my when, car. When, when we first started teaching, when we first started teaching, he would walk through a parking lot. And we, we used to teach in this, like, very nice neighborhood, um, well off to do kids, community. And so a lot of the teachers were also from that neighborhood and they had a spouse who had like a, were a lawyer or a doctor. So they all drove like the Mercedes and the Benzes and the Audis. And at that time, Chris was driving a 1990 Ford Explorer, this green Ford Explorer. And he'd look at these cars and he'd, he'd pull me in as his mentor and he'd be like, never be like one of these teachers. You know, <laughs> he'd be like, he's like, we were from like the, the, you know, we're like the hard workers, you know, show up in the hondas and all that freaking, <laughs> freaking five years later what does chris roll into school with one day oh uh, it was a souped up audi <laughs> it was used but you're right i did see, it's, that, it's that push that we're always trying to get everyone to like us right in the community the parents and it's that stigma the respect, respect that we respect, want it's like yeah. hey I, it's always about the holidays or the, what do we get paid or this and it's like and I always looked at all these nice smart hey, I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wonder why the communities hate us. <laughs> we got to stop driving these things. <laughs> okay, so the moral of the story is, I got you, I got you. Wait till you see my new car. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't buy respect chris you, it, you know whether it's in the classroom or whether it's in the community you can't you can't buy it you just you got to work and do the best you can and whatever your job is in our case teaching and uh if you put all your heart and soul into it like like we do that the respect comes for sure and word gets out like you know kids talk and parents talk and and you know they, they pretty well know what they're signing up for when they see that schedule like we're releasing schedules like our students got their schedules for next quad today and when they're looking at the names on their list very few kids don't recognize a name right they know kind of what's what's uh, coming like back to that kind of branding like you talk about the kids branding but you know as teachers we've kind of branded ourselves too yeah. oh of course of course like, like i said you, you can't fool kids every day you do those little things that add up and th- that will eventually become your brand so i think those little things do matter kids see it um and going back to that stigma piece that's that's where i think a lot of this stems from so chris used to be upset because <laughs> we had the stigma in the community that we're overpaid and then we're rolling in in Mercedes. And then sometimes we have the stigma that we don't work a lot um, or we have all these vacation time and all that kind of stuff, especially with my buddies. They love to chirp and say, oh, you guys barely work. I, I should have been a teacher. But they don't see what goes into, you know, those phone calls or the lesson right. planning or 
um, you know, just help helping a kid out. Like I've had kids message me on a Friday night because they were depressed and thinking about, you know, taking their life. And I'm like, that's, yeah. a he- that's like a heavy, heavy thing to like, yeah. that's wow. th- to be thrown onto someone. Like you don't get that if you're working in, I don't know, retail or business. Maybe you do with friends, but not from the students, like someone that you're kind of feel responsible for. Hey, listen, man, education never sleeps, right? As when you're a teacher, education never sleeps. It's not that job where you leave your, your little Mm -hmm. cloak and you punch out and it's there. It's always with you. Um, I mean, in my line of work, like I'm supporting kids well outside of school hours, there's no bells and what I do. And, you know, I get some criticism from home. It's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you talking to parents at nine o'clock at night? Why are you messaging kids, you know? at 10 o'clock at night like why is that when they have their uh, questions you know school should be done and i'm like education never sleeps it never sleeps a teacher goes all in we we should be going all in and that on every aspect of the job and even paulo even our socials remember the time i showed up with joe and adam at three o'clock in the afternoon we didn't go home to what the next day at noon <laughs> we, were, we went all in, in buddy give all in doesn't matter if you're in school or in socials you just give it all <laughs> Yeah, no. we didn't even put in for overtime for that <laughs> night. We talked a lot of education, though, I'm sure, in sports. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong. There are the teachers that just clock out, and when they clock out at 2.30 or 3 o'clock, you know, if a student messages them on Google Classroom, they're not messaging back until tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah. And that, that's mm-hmm. to each their own. Like, maybe you need that little space, but I think I can speak freely for the four of us in here that – you know, someone's messaging us in, in need at seven o'clock at night and I see it. No problem. I'll message you back right now. 100%. 100%. We signed up for guys. And that's what I know all the people that want to be guests on our, you know, this little podcast that they, I'm guaranteed they're going to tell the same stories about what they've experienced and stuff. And it's what you put your signature on. And it, I, I don't know. I didn't put a signature on a certain salary, whatever you, everybody thinks of the money is. It's, uh, it's about mm-hmm. the job and the respect itself. And it's, what a prestigious job. And just going back full circle to my friend when I found out I'm teaching high school and how ecstatic he was and, you know, about the job itself. So pinch myself. Uh, yeah. Well, I can tell you guys the, uh, the Paulo, Chris, Joe and Adam brand at, uh, at our school is definitely uh, well-respected I'd say because of the things we do for sure. And I think part of this is to, is to try to, um, incorporate that or, or have other people listening to kind of, you know, get, get, get their brands up, up to par as well. Right. And, you know, when you, when you talk about the Mm -hmm. education bros brand itself, like with our little podcast, you know, the feedback, one of the pieces I've been getting is, you know, sometimes, you know, you guys talk over each other or sometimes, you know, someone sounds like they're kind of talking under the blankets or whatever, like everyone needs to remember we're, we're doing this kind of on our phones from our individual places. Uh, you know, wait till we get in the same room with the same mic and kind of have, you know, some eye contact and, you know, cues verbal and nonverbal and are, wait, and are crushing pints at the same time. So we can be even more raw. Like, uh, you know, that production piece kind of is what it is right now, but, uh, that's going to get better. So education bros branding, that's going to be important too. Yeah. For And like I said, there's not always going to be um, kids that always love you. And there's definitely teachers in our building that aren't always going to love us. But at the end of the day, you can't really worry about other people. You just know deep in your heart what you do and that you care about kids. And I think at the end of the day, the, 
the cream rises to the, the top. So the people that you want to be associated with, you eventually become associated with. So that's it, boys. Bingo. I know. If, uh, episode three, 28 minutes. Beautiful. I love it. Flew by, boys. Right Flew there. By. Right on target. Hey, we have a big staff social tonight, too. And uh, Joe's putting that together. And I'm sure we'll. Yeah, we'll... boys, I was. I was just going to say, I got to go. I got to finish up a few, uh, tweak a few questions for the trivia night tonight. So, well, uh, yeah, just uh, a thing that uh, a conversation that happened in our in the department I'm in currently. So, I, of course, I work with some beauties in there as well. <laughs> and they and they threw out this idea and they kind of, you know, they planted the seed. And as uh, we got deeper into this lockdown, I was like, uh, we got to get together. We got to do this. So that's where the idea of the the trivia night uh, hey, started. And teacher socials help kids. <laughs> we'll leave that as a teaser for a future episode. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, boys. Talk. Good work. Talk to you soon. Talk. Peace right. out. Cheers. Cheers.